Let's wake and bake with the boys Pull out some weed and get high Dude smoking on the bong while Scotty's talking Way too long, got time to smoke one more Taking the message to the people now Keep smoking and growing and watching prohibition fall down Wake and Bake, 485. Where's it hanging, Scotty? What's going on? Oh, man, it is all it good. Going? Hanging out in the studio. and got the Do Not Disturb. Sorry, we're stoned sign out front, man. So we should be good, man. Let's chill for an hour or two. I need to get one of those. I slap up the, uh, you know, Do Not Disturb recorded in progress. But that sounds much more official. Yeah, yeah, there you go, man. I like it. Well, guys, we are coming at you today. Great show, great show. Brought to you by Spectrum King, Lambert Pete, and Green Pad. Yeah, um, I like those guys. Got a little bit of what's growing on, as well as Grow Talk, of course. Check out some dank nugs, etc., etc. So, deal. Uh, I'm gonna sk- get uh, tuned up just a little bit. I gotta hit my uh, big old Minnesota legit. I'm gonna get hit with the. Uh, I always want to say railroad, dude. What I-, I get this shit mixed up in my head, but it's called. Uh, what are these things called, Guru? Steamroller. Steamroller. Oh, See, I think steam roller. engine, and I take it in my brain to railroad. Isn't that jacked up? <laughs> yes, it's a I'm, little. I'm just going to say I'm going to get railroad, rail, railroaded. Lay off the railroader, man. <laughs> a little bit, man. A little bit. <laughs> you know, CJ, man, I've been, using, I've been trying not to smoke so much, man. So I've been using the... Uh, uh, the vaporizer. What the heck's that thing called? The plenty vaporizer. And I will say, kind of in the same boat with you, dude. It's a little early in the morning to be getting that kind of buzz on. And I am fucking ha ha. Or somebody in the YouTube comments said, Scotty looks blazed. It's because I am, uh, sir. Wouldn't be I right to do this, this show without being fucked up high. <coughs> I was packing this up with the Harlequin, and I'm like, you know what? I want to get a little higher because, you know, the Harlequins really doesn't get me that high. Sure. It's, a, it's a, a CBD, so I mixed. Like, I'm doing, like, 50-50 bowls, like half Harlequin, half Lemon G. I don't mix them together, though. I just shove one nug on either side of the bowl and push it down with my thumb, like nice. just like Guru Style likes to see. Somebody gave me a anyway. beautiful bowl of uh, jar of Maui, and the Maui really gets me going, man. It's like a good daytime weed. Definitely dig it. Heck, yeah. Come on. All right, well... Let's get into it here. Who do you have for executive producer today? You know what? I'll take Green Pad if I can. Green Pad's an easy one. No, for no, me. executive producer, oh. sir. <laughs> not, right. a, not a, not yeah. Come you, on, man. Come I'm on, sorry, man. man. I'm all the way up ahead, man. Hit it, hit it, man. I'm all the way down low in in the format here, man. What do you got, man? Backyard grow dad. What's up? Your favorite hemp, hempy bucket system, easy grower, hanging out. Yeah, man. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Man. No, I just wanted to say what's up to Backyard Grow Dad. I know you'd like, if you guys haven't seen, he's been tri- contributing over on TwoGrows.com. Just showing off how he made a system like such as Scotty likes with the sub-irrigation hempy system. And uh, my favorite picture is the one he submitted. You can just see like his feet and flip-flops chilling, looking at his little plant oasis. So shout out to Backyard Grow Dad, executive producer at 485. Love it. Love it. And uh, I was getting now producers you, and supporters confused, sir. My hey, apologies. You can take, give me a primetime supporter then. Now you're on time. Come on. Now I want to say something about our boy Marco <laughs> over at Green Pad. Been an awesome supporter. Totally guess what we're doing. And in all fairness, uh, it's symbiosis, man. I completely get what he's doing. He's taking the uh, a CO2 pad. There's a, a chemical reaction you can make that generates CO2. Uh, he's going to, to the manufacturer and making the absolute biggest, uh, most uh, most active ingredient in there to get the most CO2 released 
least. Now, I, you don't have to quote me. I, I believe it might be recorded right now, but they're packed more. People have said, yeah. hey, I mean, those are just those meat pads. No, I mean, th- that's they're not just like them. They're packed more. It's the more, same technology as the meat pads. But think about it. When you're buying meat pads, you're trying to keep that a tiny bit of CO2 released, you know, just for the littlest amount of time, you know, a couple days. So they're saying, hey, how little active ingredient can you put in this thing? How much of a fraction of a cent can you make me this meat pad for? Where Green Pad goes and says, hey, take that technology and how much of the active ingredient can we put in there and how much CO2 over how long of a time can we make? And it turns out you're actually, He's actually made a pretty cool product out of it, man. Something you could put in a, the, the junior, the green pad junior, you put in a clone dome. And man, I was just talking to my friends about clones. It's one of those things. Guru's actually a good cloner. I'm a good cloner. Uh, you have to have your environment right. And when you do a well, part of an environment, a big part of the environment is CO2. Um, so ha- having that CO2 in there um, is a big advantage, man. A lot of times CO2 will cover some sins up too. Some other things that you don't have right. Cause it's just like breathing that pure oxygen, you know? <laughs> You know, for us. Hell yeah. Anyway, so they, they just got a, a, a good product over there at Green Pad Junior. I'm ranting and all that. Like I said, I am pretty pretty baked. But um, something if you're cloning, try it and get involved with it. And if it's something where uh, you've got a small tent, try some of the larger green pads. It's a really efficient way and a smart way without raising the temperature uh, to add CO2 to your room. Pretty cool stuff. Hook it up, thegreenpadstore.com. Videos over there. You can buy right over there if you'd like as well. And I believe they're also distributed, so they should be in your local hydro stores as well. Yeah. Yeah, they're pretty easy to find. All right. Well, before we get into it, man, it's been a show or two. Let's play that beautiful song. I'm going to hit this. I was going to say bong. I was trying to rhyme a song, but it's not. Not bad, man. So, yeah. How could you rhyme song and bong, man? Good luck with that one. new piece named The Railroader. And we'll be right back, guys. Check it all out at dudegrows.com. Dude and Scotty are recharged up and feeling right. It's time to answer questions. About growing weed without the hype We've got to plant the seeds today To make all my stoner homies say yeah, yeah. Oh, what's growing on? What's growing on? Yeah, what's growing on? Dude and Scotty, what's growing on? All right, man. Speaking lighter guru, will you? Of uh, I was this morning, and this is just a funny point most people can relate to. Uh, when just it looking counts. around my my charger, like I try to keep my charger at the same area in my kitchen, right? In this modern world of shit to be charged, 
you know, and then I got a kid that has a phone. So like he used to think he could take it until he realized like, oh shit, dad's pretty serious about this. I'm like, dude, I'm gonna go crazy, man. Oh yeah. You don't Whereas, fuck with dad's charger, man. Let's get that. Straight. Pretty much. I got you, pretty much. I got you, guru. And Good then so today out. I plugged in, you know, these, these Bluetooth headsets I used to do the show and make sure they're right. charged up. And then after that, I got my phone charged up and then my charger space wasn't being used. And I was like, oh shit, man. Uh, what, what do I need to charge? Like in this day and age, automatically, instead of just being like, eh, I think there's probably something else that needs to be charged, such as my iPod, my Bluetooth speaker, my portable battery that recharges things when I don't have a wall outlet to charge them into. And I'm like, dude, it's getting bad, man. It is getting, and then, you know, put a little bit of stoner in there and it can get, it can get real bad sometimes. The amount of uh, reliance, we'll say. I, I can't wait. I guess it already is there or I just need something like i guess the, they have the backpacks or our clothing that's made out of solar panels solar panels so while i'm mountain biking or snowboarding shit will be charged but anyway it just kind of annoyed me a little bit today we're getting a little too chargy dude we're fucking so goddamn connected man i've actually been reading this pretty interesting book called the dirt cure sorry to bring it about books and soil and shit but I was talking about like your immune system and how crazy uh we are with as soon as anybody's ever sick you know you're sick you get a 99 degree temperature what do you do you take some uh, aspirin or tylenol or whatever to kill the kill, to kill the fever well it's like you're supposed to be like raising your uh, temperature so you know that's your immune system raising your temperature so that the uh, like the pathogens are killed off and it's like our immune system doesn't even get a chance to work these days because we've got all this shit to, to help and, and assist it along you know yeah why do you need that thing when you got antibiotics that's yeah that's what i mean well yeah why have your body kill it itself when you can just take antibiotics it'll just fucking wipe everything out man it's, it's really i crazy. think we've really yeah go ahead I just I was thinking about that as my my kid was packing Cheetos today, you know. <laughs> she was she's she's sick, so she was uh, taking Dayquil and packing some Cheetos for lunch, and I'm like, uh, I don't yeah. think that's the way to get better. Look, no, that ain't. All the way. you need to know about Cheetos is should you really eat anything that makes your fingers that orange? Man, there's so. a good. I was watching Viceland, which is uh, I don't know some cable channel i get with my package and the guy drank blue number 20 or something he's like this is blue number 20 it's probably you can probably google it It was a good commercial and he's just like you know look at and his mouth is all blue and his fingers are all blue and his lips and he's like dude this shit ain't coming out this is, this is making my insides blue too and he's just think about <laughs> that thing just coloring your esophagus and every little crevice of your large and small intestines i mean that is creepy yeah. as fuck man I agree. I agree. Let's take it to Michael Rizzle, though. Do you have some Michael Rizzle talk? I, I don't know, man. I was just, we were just bullshitting. Remember, I was all, you know, I, I read a book and I get all excited that I know what I'm yeah, talking about. Yeah, you said about. you had to do a little more research or talk or something about that. So what do, what do you got here? Man, so you were talking, we were talking about what eats Michael Rizzle and what eats, you know, uh, the plant Well, I had mentioned, like, I thought there was Michael Rizzle spreading. Like I was like I saw this webbing on my peat in my fairy garden, our our fairy garden, my family's fairy garden. Sure, and uh, it just looked. It didn't look like spider web, and it just looked. I, I I'm not saying it was, but I mentioned is that like mycorrhizae or something? It's like spreading I, really weird. Yeah, I did. That could have been mycorrhizae, but said more likely no way it was because it has to grow in roots. It it does. That was more likely actinobacteria, is what I think. Like like that actinovate, Actino? like that actinovate stuff that we'll see that okay. product. That bacteria shows up as well, and that that's one of the type of bacteria that show up. But it was just I've been reading this book. It's a, all of, you know, kind of teaches kind of like a soils a soil 
Soils Owner's Manual. And it just... I like that. One of the first things it talks about is that the soil and the plant work as a system. And I was just listening back to yesterday's show um, where we were kind of arguing whether the guy should drop, you know, a bloom booster on his organic, you know, Mm -hmm. organics and I I wanted to learn more and just make sure I understood how how plants work and what I learned was that it's this it's a you know they're supposed to work naturally as a system where there's supposed to be a bunch of diverse number of plants uh, you know like a whole kind of like what we would refer to as a cover crop on the on the surface and that that makes a whole bunch of different there's a whole bunch of different microbes that are attracted to each one of those roots because each one of those roots are just putting out a slightly different exudate a slightly different plant sugar and and it's like the, each one needs each other. It's total symbiosis where the plant has chlorophyll and the plant has uh, uh, solar panels, basically. It, it can uh, use sunlight. So with the sunlight, it uses as energy and the chlorophyll, uh, it's able to make, and Guru, jump in here anytime, man, because I'm trying to learn this and just explore this concept and have a conversation about it. But that makes a sugar. That's enough where you can make a carbohydrate. And the same way, that's why, uh, you know, fruits and everything are loaded with carbohydrates, right? It's sugars. The plant yeah. makes a sugar and pushes that down. It takes 70% of its energy to make that sugar and, and push down. And that's because that's something the microbes can't make sugar. The microbes have minerals. The microbes have basic building blocks and nutrition, but they don't have sugar. So they go in. It's an exchange is what happens, man. And they, or Well, yeah, a, a plant in uh, sterile media, it'll make 10% less uh like plant sugars mm-hmm. that it because it's not feeding the microbes around it um, in the presence of the microbes, the plant's going to make 10% more than it needs just for its own growth that like we really can't explain any other reason that the plant makes it than that it's making it because there's that symbiotic relationship with the microbes to feed them. Yeah, man. So I, I'm just learning about all this, and it's really interesting, and it makes you think about, you know, if I'm, we're going to do, or, you know, this a lot of this doesn't apply to, you know, if you still want to grow Frosty Bud, you can pour A and B on there, no problem, as long as the grow store is still open, and as long as the truck shows up with the bags of soil. But at some point, I've been growing for 20-something years or whatever, at some point in time, you got to think to yourself, man, what can, can you do this sustainably? And when I think about Ag Boy doing uh, you know, hundreds of acres of cannabis, and I think all the other guys that are doing hundreds of acres of cannabis, I go, man, we have a real opportunity here. We have an opportunity to come in with some real progressive grow tactics and grow styles, and kind of be the change. Where they're like, well, the cannabis guys do it this way, and you know, and and it's you know, it, it's even if it was just with less inputs, it would be something. So, I don't. Know, I just thought it was a real interesting uh, conversation to start, man. No, no, nobody's jumping in. <laughs> no, I was just gonna. No, it, it is an interesting what Guru is saying as far as the actual presence of microbes makes the plant produce more sugars, and that's pretty. Well, that's pretty sweet. You like that? Literally, it's pretty sweet. It's what? It's the. Uh, yeah, it's, it's this whole system where like it starts with the mycorrhizae. The mycorrhizae actually attach to the plant roots. They're the ones that are they're exchanging the uh, the carbohydrates, and they're getting that carbohydrate, which is like it's almost like a like a, a glaze or something like that. I'm trying to think of you know have a pineapple upside down cake, and you put a glaze on top to keep it from drying out. Well, they put this sugar glaze on the outside of the roots to keep the the water from drying out and to keep the nutrients from escaping. I mean, think about it, man. Every we we uh. 
uh, you know, put a, what do they, how do they call that? You know, yeah, you put a glaze on something or you put a, a stain or well, not like a urethane coating or something, you know, to keep things from drying out. That's the same thing the exudate does. And then the, the microbes come and eat that. The bacteria are attracted to that and eat that, man. And it was just super, they were saying if you till your soil and totally open, you know, you always hear about tilling um, and no tilling and why tilling is bad. Well, if you till your soil, man, you open that shit wide open. So all the aerobic bacteria, bacteria that, that live in, in the dirt uh, or that, that, that work with air, those things go nuts, man. You have a whole total bacteria bloom. They eat all, they eat all the nutrients and, uh, and then you have a different efficiency after that so it's really interesting yep. even even like the co2 they were like even when you till think about when you open up like a can of soda or something like that the co2 starts releasing from you know high dense or where is it we would be from high density to low density right so the co2 is really dense in the can well it, what about the no-till you just mentioned situation or even in if you want to call it this plants that share a bed um do you you believe like you there is another podcast talking about how plants talk and we've talked about it on the show they talk but, through that uh, mycelium network they talk through that so if you have network, you know it's yeah, it's eight eight cannabis plants in a bed and at one end one plant becomes you know slightly infested with spider mites but the other plants really haven't that much yet the plant next to it has a little bit but the other four don't have any mites yet do you think like do you believe then through the root system those other plants are going to become aware that those other plants have spider mites. I, that's what and, stre- the, and strengthen themselves for the attack. Or that's or that's that's one of those things that's not really through the immune system because that can happen or through the root system because you can have plants that are in separate pots that still something like that's going to happen and it's it's really it making extra secondary metabolites that I mean THC and all the cannabinoids are secondary metabolites but so are other things. Like terpenes and flavonoids. So wait, you'll they, even go as far as saying make, plants be, in I mean, separate we, we pots. We can't prove it because we can't measure that small what exactly is going on. But it could be making certain uh, like chemical compounds is releasing in small quantities into the air that's kind of telling the other plants around what's going on. Not not yes. excellent point, Guru, but to answer dude's question, yes, dude, I believe that they're communicating through the mycorrhizal network. Yeah, cause- I'll agree with that as well. I just It's separate, separate pots, Guru's even suggesting... Potentially through like the air, through like a scent or something that the pl- infested plant's going to put off the other plants. Sure. What's up. that Mark Wahlberg movie where the trees kill everybody? Man, little, no, you it's lost me at Mark shop Wahlberg, of, man. <laughs> little Shop of Horrors. That's a good one. Like that. that is a good one, man. All right. Before good got conversation big, there. Very interesting. It's just a trip, uh, man. So I'm just playing around with the whole organic circle thing. It's it, They talk about... That the whole system, like the relationship between the plant and the soil, it's not like a whole like wasteful one. It's a real tight like system where there's not a lot of leaks. You know, the bacteria hold nutrition, and the soil holds a uh, uh, water. I'm sorry, holds a uh, moisture and uh, nutrients in it, and it's like it's a really efficient system. So it's kind of just something really interesting. Um, man, the the way it's funny the way things grow. Uh, people knew know like the tricks of yeah put this salt on there and it'll grow they knew that a couple hundred years ago but the whole deep relationship between bacteria and and the plant food and and the roots is really new i mean most of the stuff that they're citing is from 2005 which come on that's 12 years ago man that's some that's some new tech man so pretty cool stuff totally very interesting very interesting my laptop Uh, from 12 years ago 
Okay, makes me feel it. like I'm missing out on something when I don't have my my plant and my plants in separate containers. Like they can't have the full root zone party. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what? That's why I'm playing around with those raised beds, though, and I'm pretty sold on that. You know, because just think, even just think about the more buffering capacity you have. I freaked, I, I uh, messed up and didn't uh, water my raised beds, and I went in there. I'm like, holy shit, these are really dry. But they were mostly dry. They weren't bone freaking dry. Everything wasn't dropping dead because it was. I a mean, huge the thing vessel. that's like if I wanted to make a raised bed in my room, I literally the best way for me to do it do the pond liner on the walls and straight up just walk mm. into like when I open the door, I got I just I'm walking right into the bed. But that makes my workspace such a pain in the ass. Oh, but you need I like to drain. Just think about like, man. True. I wouldn't want to own that house and have have somebody come in and do that. It's gonna fuck <laughs> up the walls. Yeah, it's not meant for that. I mean, you it's could get tough. a four by eight tray and then get four by four raised bed like smart pot planters and put them in the tray yeah. so that you still have a drain at the bottom of it and would, they're you can have it up off the ground. Yeah, I found it really easy to build large beds with um, you just a piece of plywood and then either two by twelve or something like that, and uh, then you just take that pond liner. You can get pond liner in like a nine or a ten by fifteen section of it for thirty or forty bucks. Um, you just lay that out. You cut a floor drain in there, and man, you got you're off to the races. Well, hey man, why do you guys want to uh, you want to tease that Lagunitas OG? Yeah, man, let's talk about that because it was, or let's uh, let's play a little bit of that. This guy's really cool. Thank you, Gunitas OG. He's uh, hanging out, and he I, he was just hanging out for a while as a uh, a sommelier, and I just thought it was interesting. You're definitely seeing a lot of parallels, or hearing about a lot of parallels, uh, as far as think about it, man. When we go taste cannabis now, we're really trying to define the flavor profiles of it, as well as. Uh, um, man, I'm hearing terroir. You know, the stuff is the, the <laughs> stuff is grown, so I'm hearing terroir. You know, so I, All right. yeah, I, I do Play agree it, that man. they both have terroir. So we'll have to see. Oh, right, also, guys, if you know this, just this is tease for you. If you want to hear the full call, it's for you members out there, you people that are contributing. We realize, man, we got to still be getting you some content out to you guys. Uh, really appreciate it. Helps, you know, helps behind the scenes, getting Guru and everybody taken care of and the time we're putting in. So uh, the full call is over in the members area, and here's a tease. Excellent. Cool. Brother, the reason I'm talking to, to Lagunita Soji right now or today is because he is a sommelier. And do I say that correctly? Is that Can, I, can we call it yeah, what you I'm call a it? Certified, a SOM? Certified sommelier with the uh, Court of Master Sommeliers. Excellent. It's an organization that's out in uh, Napa, California. They've been around, uh, I think, about 40, 50 years. And, you know, everybody hears, you know, you've seen the, the documentaries on Netflix, Psalm uh-huh. and whatnot. There's a whole bunch of individuals, you know, studying for their master, which is just a uh, super, super hard. And uh, I'd say it's just a, you know, really detailed um, certification. Um, what I do is. I work in an up, you know, real uh, upscale restaurant here in Atlanta, and uh, I'm responsible for you know doing pairings and um, just just a wine program, you know, all, all the aspects of, of like you know an alcohol program. You know. Sure, sure. And the, the parallel with cannabis is that you're a real active participant in the DGC, and um, yep. You've been kind of as we've been getting into this, you know, as, as I learned the word terroir, and I'm probably still right, saying right. that terribly. French guy no, no, would probably right slap on, me. Terroir. But, but uh, 
I, I just seeing that there's got to be parallels in cannabis, especially as we're going to these big outdoor, can, you know, the uh, outdoor cannabis yep. and diff, you know the different mountain ranges with their different uh, microclimates and whatnot. It's just starting to really sound uh, like a parallel to the wine industry, definitely, and probably more closely related to the you know to hops and grow, growing hops and all the different right, flavors right, right. that you get. I say it's so it's very paralleled uh, in the in the fact that. Um, how wine, you know, grew up in, in uh, the United States and how we evolved a system of uh, controlling it, like and uh, organizing the appellations and creating a system of rules and, uh, you know, guidelines. And was um, the government in really involved with that? How, how does that work? Cause, I mean, the government uh, is so involved know, it, in our cannabis uh, actually, regulation. You know, like out in, it, it's the uh, American Viticulture Association. So it's so self-policed. Right. So like in, in Napa Valley is a registered AVA, um, you know, Willamette Valley in Oregon is a registered AVA. Um, and these are areas where you'll typically the wine that's produced from there will have a certain, uh, I guess, I, I'm not, I'd say like expected pa- um, right. palate, but it's, you know, more you can you can. You know you're going to get this certain quality and this certain type of wine. I, I mean, I could um, see that as well. I mean, that's what I mean. Isn't Kush famous for coming from you know the the Kush Mountains and it just, yeah, yeah 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 the Afghan Mountains all that stuff. I think that when you know we we crossbreed a lot of you know it's all these different genetics being crossed and everything. But in wine we have clones as well. We have Dijon clones, okay, that come from Burgundy. Um, you know we we graft a lot of rootstock. We do a lot of the similar things. Parallels are you know kind of crazy. Yeah, you'll see when you work in a winery, you know. Uh, Worked all the way in France, um, wow. Champagne. I worked at Perry de Jouet. That was amazing, dude. I lived on Avenue de Champenois, like in the actual Maison de la Pop, this beautiful home, and worked with the family. And at the on their property, at the end of the, you know, in their yard, they had their original clones, like their mother plants, okay? And these are Dijon clones. These are Chardonnay, Pinot Noir, and Pinot Meunier uh, grapes. And they keep these clones so when they start a new site or they have issues with bugs or, you know, anything, they'll actually physically graft these new clones onto these uh, old existing uh, rootstock. I mean, that's really similar to how, you know, we hold on to mothers and whatnot. Do you think they'll ever be doing that in the cannabis? Is there any advantage? I mean, they do it in citrus as well. In citrus, they'll do do root graftings where they'll take a sour lemon, which is the strongest, right, more right. cold hearted root. Talk about that. Yeah, yeah. And, and they'll take a you know honey bell or something like that, and a really you know temperamental orange tree, and they'll they'll have the fruit with the honey bell with the rootstock and a sour lemon, and it works. You know, it works for for citrus anyhow. I wonder if they'll be trying right. that with I, cannabis. I don't know. I think with cannabis, just because it's an annual plant, um, I don't know if it can. You know, it won't. The rootstock with, with wine is incredible, man. They go, you know, 50 to 100 meters deep. Right. And they, you know, and the more that, you know, like in Champagne and all these places in like Chablis, which is in, you know, uh, Burgundy, mm-hmm. they actually the soil is like all chalk. And so when you like get that wine and you taste that wine, it picks up that flintiness to it, you know, that chalkness. All right. I feel a little more educated on my... Uh... Ability to yeah, come on, going deep it. with the, the say terroir <laughs> just once, man. It feels good. <laughs> but before we move on, give a shout out to Spectrum King guys. Spectrum King LED 
a uh, couple reasons I want to mention why I dig on Spectrum King. Uh, one is if over on their our Facebook page, it was a pretty pretty cool video showing the precision cutting of their LED cables here in their facility. Um, they assemble all their stuff there in that facility, which I do dig on, you know, and having the the backing, the customer support, not like it's just the uh, the UFO where it's like, yeah, you know, eighty eight eight out of ten of them light up and work good <laughs> yeah. for sure. If that one don't work, I got one that does. <laughs> but also, they're going to be hanging out. Uh, we're not uh, going we out of business. The store is called the going out of business store. Okay. It's just marketing. The national cannabis industry association in Anaheim, California at the Anaheim Marriott, September 21st. So if you guys are out there in Anaheim, I don't know much about the national cannabis industry association, but spectrum King will have a booth at this trade show in Anaheim, September 21st. Oh, the NCIA. Yes, exactly. Yes, man. Excellent, excellent (laughs) buffet there, man. Worth every dollar. Lastly, I will just quickly talk about, I do dig that they are the IP65 rated. And I wanted to dig in that. I'm like, okay, I know that you can spray shit at them, right? What does IP65 rated mean? And it goes, the first number indicates dust resistance. And the second is water resistance. For example, there's like an IP44 which that indicates it's dust resistant and splash resistant, but IP65 means dust proof and wash down capable. So, so if you've like, ever seen the video, it would like an open hood be like an IP freely? <laughs> yes. So, no, I just, it means if you haven't seen, like there's a video of ben, uh, Brendan washing off an SK400 with a hose. That their trade shows, sometimes they'll throw one like in a shower booth and it just gets rained on the whole trade show. Uh, a good example that hopefully this never happens to your commercial grow or individual grow. If your fire sprinkler systems were to go off, at least your lighting isn't jacked. I mean, it's a huge investment. You yeah, could totally, you totally find that. That's a mess, man. That's a mess. And um, if you're spraying or just needing to clean them up, it's not a big deal. So shout out Spectrum King LED guys. Coupon code dude SK over there on all their lighting. If you're picking anything up over at their site. All right, man. Why don't we see what the DGC is smoking on? Come on, smoking. Yeah, on. let's do it. Obama Kush from Carmacana says a fresh batch of Obama Kush that was being prepped for trimming. The purples really popped around this time, and yes, they do look very purple and very frosty. Yes, and I want Obama glowing. Wow, it's beautiful, man. Have you ever tried Obama Kush? I don't know much about Obama Kush. I have not, man. I have not. I don't get political like that, man. You know what I'm saying? Me neither. Me neither. (laughs) Thousand nugs to you, man. Get your tank nugs up on Dude Grows. I'm not trying to be racialist, but this shit looks awful white, man. And we can, uh, why? <laughs> and we can, uh, yeah, you can get a thousand nugs. Use them over on dudegrows.com and DGC shop. Get yourself some gear, stickers, rolling papers. I think there's still some t shirts up in there, all that jazz. All right, guys, you can also hashtag DGC Dank Nugs. Uh, so we pull some over from uh, Instagram here. Hell yeah. And who, what is this? It says Lagunitas O. Gee, also known as Sheer Photons? What's up with that? What's I just up? like, you know, I'm thinking about getting in, in, into Instagram a little bit, man, and maybe I shouldn't because the only comment that's on here, this is first off a beautiful, beautiful bud. What is it? it says, uh, what, Mephesto Mystery Pack Auto? Holy shit, that's an auto, bro. You know? It's triked out. I need to grow an auto. I am still an auto virgin. Yeah, he doesn't even... <laughs> That sounds fucking weird, man. A little bit. Uh, <laughs> wish I knew the strain, it says. Amazing nose and fresh terpenes. Just a bottom nug from this triked out lady. Stay dry. 
Yeah. Now, did you say amazing nose of fresh terpene? He says amazing nose of fresh turpentine. Oh, I'm so sorry. You're right, <laughs> man. A fresh turpentine. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> so heck yeah, man. I and this and this is our saumonier over here. So I mean, has notes of turpentine and and uh, I get fatty farmhouse qualities too. Like that? Did you say farmhouse quality? Yeah, yeah. I call them fatty farmhouse qualities too. <laughs> I heard somebody describe a whiskey as that, and I was just like, "You're full of shit." All right. If you guys got the dank, throw up the nose. Hey, yeah, this is why I don't do. You know why I have resisted Instagram. The only comment he has for this beautiful says for this beautiful nug. His only comment <laughs> is from a tons that says, "Call me douche." I think that's one of his yeah. friends telling him to call him. <laughs> oh, all right. That might make sense. See? I thought it was a statement, man. Call me douche. That's why you shouldn't fight over douche. texting. You don't know what's going on. You can't put any any emphasis to the words. All right. So uh, we've got a couple news stories here. Let's hit the news, man. The news before we get in some growth talk. Yes, sir. So, real quick here. Come on. Well, you don't sound like pumped for the news? Yeah, no, Forbes. I'm good on the news, man. Sometimes I get a little too baked. and What's up? I sometimes I get a little too baked and just feel like chilling and, uh, and all that stuff, man. Well, this is feds, man. All they want to do here. Read me a Forbes, story, dude. Read me a story. Come on. The senators want feds to make sure dispensary marijuana is safe. You know, they're just trying to help. So, basically... They're trying to see the senators um, issued a report on Tuesday are instructing scientists at the National Institute on Drug Abuse to work with the DEA to study marijuana samples in an effort to provide, in quotes, robust, reliable data that can inform policy. So they're saying, look, we haven't tested. They used to test weed that like they seized and shit, um, illegal seizures and all that, like in bus. But they haven't tested, like gone out actively and tested recreational um, or I don't believe, I think it's just more recreational. I don't know if it's medical too. Cannabis. It's another one of them um, words, man. Robust. I fucking hang out with any motherfucker that describes something as robust. Trust just went like this, man. It went down. Fuck yeah, man. Why? Well, you can't, the, you just don't like the word robust. Oh, I don't know. What are you trying to do, man? What are you trying to do? You're trying to describe something, man. Or are you trying to make yourself look fancy? So what are they saying? Because, I don't know, they, just the context of this, man, I really don't trust the, the feds to tell me uh, whether the cannabis is, that they're going to test for the right things. You know, for me, what you really need to test for is like mycobutanol and, uh, and, and those kind of toxins, you know, pesticides, trace, amount, trace levels of pesticides and things like that. Um, what do these guys? Well, they want to test for? to to help advise on policy, but I don't like this paragraph. And you know, the policy they're trying to make, but this paragraph sounds sketchy. It goes. It is unknown how such a program would be carried out. For example, whether it would involve sending teams of NIDA researchers, the National Institute of Drug, whatever, to dispensaries to purchase marijuana for research, or if it would instead. Um, in addition, rely on DEA enforcement actions against the facilities and subsequent testing of seized products. Sure, sure. It's like, Jesus hmm. Christ, man. It sounds like a great, yeah. it's a great program well, to participate with, in. It ends with it saying um, it is another push. We've had many. The committee is concerned that restrictions associated with Schedule 1 of Controlled Substance Act effectively limit the amount of research that can be done. So they're just going back to saying, look, the Senate's like, look, this should not be continued to be Schedule 1. 
on a federal level, we do want to do more research. And I do believe that there's honesty there in, in well, some of our senators. I don't think this is like to hoodwink some shit. But they want to do more research. Hang on a second. There's ophthalmological papers from the 70s saying that it uh, relieves eye pressure and cures you know, or helps with glaucoma. That there's your schedule schedule one. The definition of it is no medical benefit. Okay? Yes, yeah, so you're basically saying, look, this has already been. This is a no brainer. What you know? Yeah, WTF. there's medical benefit. It can't be schedule one. You got to reschedule it, man. Just for the sheer fact that there's a medical benefit from it. That's proven. But they're just. It's a political yeah. thing where they just won't do it because everybody's got to get reelected. It's great. I don't think that we need the federal government or you know senators to make to tell us that our mar- or our cannabis is safe. Um, I think that you know I'm thinking of Omri. Remember, I think the National Organic Program for a long time was a real pain in the ass, and a lot of people weren't satisfied with the rules in it, and it was kind of a joke. And it, it may, may have changed now. This is going way back. And so Omri came along, man. I don't believe Omri is uh, any kind. It's an institute. It's not uh, any federally funded thing or government program. And people respect the Omri seal, and Omri really does a lot of their homework, making sure that if they yeah, put but their it ties stamp into- on something, that it's clean. If I'm sure the other side of it is, let's say you're a parent, you don't, you know, you don't consume cannabis. You got a child that has seizures and you had to move to Colorado because your state sucked on cannabis laws and then uproot everything. And you get here and you do get some medicine. It's damn expensive. Whereas if we were more progressive and you were to the point where it's like, well, I wish I could have just stayed back home, gotten some cannabis, uh, some CBD to help my daughter from Walgreens through a prescription that actually my insurance company pays for because the FDA approved this or got the research on this. That's the That's shit exa- that needs to happen on, on the larger scale. And meanwhile, they're doing some kind of purified, you know, uh, 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 T- uh, sorry, CBD. That's uh, who knows if it's synthesized or what, but it's uh, it's not the same that's thing. CBD, CBD, oh, Darinol. That's what they're going to call CBD. <laughs> oh, that's what I'm saying. So now they're giving you some weird interpretation of CBD oil. And maybe you didn't need CBD oil. Maybe the, what they needed was whole plant extract of a high CBD plant you know so yeah. so it's like are they you know because they have to be politically correct just like we had an article i don't think we did it a couple of days ago it was where they're legalizing cannabis in florida but you can't smoke it it's like they're trying their best to make everybody happy and talk out both sides of their face and compromise and you know i say this to my wife sometimes when you compromise nobody gets what they want Scotty, what do you like the feds for? Maybe the FAA? Safe traveling? Yeah, I like the FAA, man. Yeah, keep that going, man. More amphetamines to those guys, man. More FAA, less DEA. (laughs) Deal. I just think that uh, I'm, I'm a uh, more of a person that believes that the market will police itself. Um, if you're selling sh- I know that there's dispensaries that sell shit weed, and we all laugh at them, and then we all talk about them. Like, you don't get your weed. Somebody came in with a, a bottle that had this dispensary on there, and I'd go, you don't get your weed from there, do you? And he's like, fuck no, man. And we just kind of laugh about it because, yeah, it, it kind of nobody buys from there. So it's kind of the market kind of dictates itself. If you want shitty weed, you'll go there. But if you want good stuff, you'll go somewhere else. Um, if you want Omri cannabis, you'll go somewhere. You know, if there's an Omri seal available, you'll go there. Why don't we get a DGC seal of approval? <laughs> That'll just be me all baked. Me with all fucking <laughs> pie-eyed, man. All right, I got one more for you here. Out of the Westward, five ways Colorado's marijuana rules 
are about to change. Um, these are some house bills. This stuff's already been signed off on. It just needs to be implemented. I wanted to touch on one of them. Um, they have employee training, some basic stuff, um, uh, changing up how you know a key employee can move around a facility and just some things to help businesses run more efficiently. Moving locations, if a dispensary wants to move from one location to the other, there's been a lot of craziness with that and paperwork and is it possible they addressed uh contaminated pot this is the one i want to ask you about scotty because one rule change that will directly affect consumers and i know you want to hear the rule is r1507 okay. of sb192 which deals with retail marijuana testing at fail and failed test results the new law aims to set up a program for micro micro See, I think they have this spelled right. I say microbial, microbial. We got it. Testing of retail marijuana products, but it also leaves open the option for decontamination and extraction into solvent-based concentrates. So basically, under the new rule, products that fail contaminated tests or contaminant testing may be decontaminated or extracted into concentrates, which can eliminate certain contaminants in flour and trim, and then retest it again. What do you think? Whoa, man. Dude, you just uncovered something, man. Hey, we're going to see everything go to concentrates because everybody's going to just grow contaminants. Think about how it's like, wait, you're telling me I can spray with this? Yeah, I'll just use Eagle 20 and Avid and and then just strip it down into concentrates, man. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, it says if the decontaminated... If they even use the word here, if the decontaminated flour, which okay, or concentrates don't pass two separate tests after the decontamination, all of the product must be destroyed. Hey, so, so you didn't pass this test, man. We'll give you another. <laughs> go go back and study, and come on back and see what you can do. That's crazy, but I guess there is that. St- I mean, that's good. It has to pass both tests, and this is just it's not for one or the other. Medical, it can't fail a single time. Yeah, I see. I mean, mm-hmm. I see what they're trying to do, you know. Which but what's is, up with that, dude? How can you say that? What do you think about I, that, I, man? What, they're saying, oh, I think what they're just tr- for wreck. They should have the same standard. I mean, it's like, are we less important? No, the, the, so. the, the medical people are are have more compromised immune systems. Like it, you could mm-hmm. possibly assume. True. True. Yeah. But. Yeah, I, I just think it, that does leave the door open to leave a lot of sloppy growers to just make concentrates and figure out what is it with the fractal distillation? You're just just distilling out the CBD and the THC and the terpenes. I wonder if you fractally distillate things if you're able to distill out the uh, the pathogens or I, just I don't think you can get everything out. Well, I don't know. There's what. like a couple <laughs> different processes to do it. The winterization process, which right. pulling out the plant waxes right. from the from the solvent and the which are actually trying to extract, uh, that's a time that you can get out a lot of the pesticides and anything that was used on it. Um, and then through the short path distillation machine, it's pretty able to... You just said anything that was used on it. I mean, you think that this process, so you could, it's going to work across the board if they want to use a miticide, Eagle 20, well, yeah, it, all it, the above. It would, be, it would be making into distillate. And if you have 99.99% pure THC, there's not going to be any residual uh, stuff left in there. Like yeah. If you're able to do a really clean extraction process and winterize it three or four times, there's there's going to be negligible or nothing left in it. And then us growers get the leftover Borg impossible to kill shit when we don't <laughs> want to use nuclear. We get the mite that just like eats everything, doesn't give a shit. Yeah, in no way am I advocating people to start doing that or that no, I want I just... it to go that direction, but that's the direction I think... Things are, I mean, they're going to be able to start going. Yeah, it could absolutely be a consequence of this, man. 
Yeah, but definitely. It, yeah, in the same turn, man, if you go and test positive for a little bit of PM or something like that, it'd be nice that you don't have to destroy your crop. That's kind of like, you know, not, not, not so good for business. Yeah, well, it, I seen it. I seen it with my own eyes, man. When the people were buying over and over and over, I don't know how many peripheral TR cases, not just single bombs. I used to sell to people as their plant grower big. Hey, well, you got a big bug problem? He's like, I don't know, man. Every couple of weeks, we just throw these in there yep. and let everything go off. And that, that I literally case upon case. And then then I consulted on a garden where the mites were like, well, what? We're all good, man. Super mite. We're all good in here. Literally, did not affect them. right. It's like, yeah, I've wow, had those but. kind. All right, man, let's take a break. Let's come back with the grow talk. Get into it, guys. Deal. And uh, check it all out at dudegrows.com. Oh, Tell right. your fellow growers. Hey, bro. I see you walking with that government man. Taking you in that government van. Well, they hung me up on minimum mandatories. And I'll be leaving jail, a much older man. They hung me up on minimum mandatories. And I'll be leaving jail, a much older man. That jail's for fools. Garden down, burned it down to the ground. Hey, bro, I heard they took your garden down, burned it down to the ground. Why? This idea that grew the ganja and spread the medicine all around town. And share the medicine all around now And I use the money for fun I'm a grower
right, let's see here. What's what you got, here? man? What you got? Line it up. Little, what's going on in your grow yeah. or my grow? Or we got pineapple kush update. Come on, from old so timer going- fifty. Let's see what we got. And we're getting these. This is a hashtag DGC Garden over on Instagram. Uh, Pothead Assistant says this one's actually working. Oh no, this is actually on the on the site, man. What the hell am I yeah, talking it's on about? Dude man? Com, man. I'm all Instagrammed up, man. I still don't know how to I'm use like, it. I was just trying to get in, it's like find a fish ganja guy conversation a couple of days ago. Gone. You know, like I still just have go no over idea to Dude Grows a Gram, man. Dude Grows a Gram. <laughs> you like that? You're on an island, <laughs> right. man. Dude and Scotty, and this is from Old Timer Fifty. All is proceeding well, I think, with these clones. I asked you about back on August second, and you were so kind to help me in episode four six nine. No worries, dude. He goes here. Those they are were clones on weeks. August second. Jesus. I don't know. He, uh, clones asked, I guess. He goes, here they are on five, after five weeks of flower. The primary colas have slowed down quite a bit in their growth, but rate of the secondary colas are growing every bit as the primaries. Uh, so when would you continue to prune smaller flower sites at this stage in the game, week five he's in, or just grow out what I have? There are some smaller flower areas under the main canopy, but I'm wondering if letting them grow another four to five weeks will take away weight and potency from the other flowers. Thanks again. I'll be sure to send an update. You guys are the bomb. So basically, we always advocate trimming up the plant throughout flowering. Um, we don't have any, we haven't done the, the crazy test where like you take off 80% of the foliage or whatever at certain times. But I do like every at least 10 days or so. I go in there and you know take out some lower larf. Sure. Some big. I'll prune. I'll do a canopy prune. Maybe take. Uh, 15% of my canopy larger can leaves or can leaves fan leaves out, you know. And he's five weeks in though. Are you done by then? Do you do any more? Yeah, after five weeks, man, or- I don't know if I'm going to be trimming too much more. You should have already done most of the trimming you need to do. I mean, if there's really lower stuff, sometimes you'll get really lower flowers that aren't, they're pretty much totally shaded and you could see it in them. Right. They get that lime, that lime or green look. And, like, you know they're not going to be a high-quality flower, create much uh, trikes on them. So you can still take those off, do one more trimming. But overall, I'd say, yeah, five weeks in, it's about time to leave them alone. Trim off some of those canopy leaves. Your canopy looks a little bushy. Um, I used to say, hey, man, I never remove my, uh, you know, why am I going to remove my solar panels? Sure. But I've changed my mind now, and I say it's nice to have uh, those trimmed up. And I do think part of it is when you're removing leaf material, and stems and things from a plant, I think it gives them a systemic response, man. They push a little. I think they, I think they think I'm like a deer in the woods chewing on them a little bit, and they're like, "Oh shit, just got lost some. I got to push a little harder." Huh. That's my opinion. Could be something there, man. Could be something there. I haven't. I'm gonna get around to putting the deer piss in the room one time to see if that enhances any <laughs> response. Remind me not but, to come over that time. Old timer fifty. Um, Otherwise, I hope you get to a good harvest and keep us in the loop. Yeah, it looks beautiful. It looks absolutely beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah. Hey, man. right now, why don't we throw it right in? Uh, let's go to uh, who's slinging recharge. Man. You know what? I got I got a shout out to my boys in Lansing, Michigan, Capital City Grower Supply. Uh, they do sling right, some recharge Lansing, over there, man. Is Lansing the capital of Michigan? Uh, Season. Come on, man. What do I know, man? Tell do I know? I don't know. I was, it's a college town, right? Uh, East Lansing is where what? That's where Michigan is? Man, I don't know very much about this kind of stuff, man. No worries. We know Capital City Growers got some uh, got some recharge. Hook it up. You guys are out there. <laughs> right on, man. But thank you. Appreciate that. All right. We got a question about using 
a blue barrel. Yes. By Eddie C. Would you use a blue barrel? And the, guys, these are those barrels that are like the 50 gal. Um, they're usually used in the food industry or different industries to, you know, contain liquids. He goes, what's blazing on DGC? So I've been going to hook up my RO system, but I want to make a water reservoir. And I've been seeing these blue 55 gallon plastic barrels. And I was wondering what you guys thought about using one of those. So the one I was looking at had vinegar from a restaurant. So I know it's food grade, but I don't know how I feel about it being blue. Thanks, dude, Scotty and Guru and the whole DGC. I'm down, man. You're down. It's all right with a blue barrel. I mean, what is he yeah, worried I mean, about some get, of the transparency? On Amazon, you can get like cool sticker kits and stuff like that and put it on there. Really jazz that blue up, you know? <laughs> the Grow Room 55 Gal sticker kit. <laughs> I'm just kidding, man. Yeah, I mean, I, I think the, the, the blue is like some kind of code for food grade, right? Blue is food grade. And as long as you're not trying to store water in there for too long, not that much light is going to get in through the blue walls. Right. I see what is, he's saying about the, of the black. Um, black, the, you know, like Way to Grow has these big, nice black 55-gallon drums. And it is cool because algae is a thing. You know, if you just take something like the garbage can, sometimes uh, the light can actually penetrate through them, like the light tan-colored ones. Uh, so they're not so good for reservoirs. So they'll grow algae inside there. But the blue ones, and those things are pretty thick, too. Um, yeah, not much. Not a little bit of lights get in there. Not much light is. Yeah, getting in there. I've used them before. I've used them as my R. They come in like a thirty gallon RO tank, and uh, I never had any kind of algae buildup problems. And I had that thing right in my grow. Yeah, I'm just thinking as long as you're not storing water in there for like weeks on end, you're going to be fine. Well, make sure you know what it was used for, even though they're food grade. I've seen some of those where like it had a cooking oil of some sort. It's like uh not too bad, but you got to make sure you clean that. It's going to be a harder clean. Right. Like you're going to do a hot water, soapy scrub. You want to get rid of all that oil residue and shit like that. Sure. Um, I've seen some that have had some decent caking on the sidewalls, but other ones like one that has been used for vinegar, I'm down. Yeah, it should be good. And if it's oil soluble, it just takes, you know, you just wash it with some soap or something like that. That soap will uh, bond to the oil and get it off. Should be pretty easy. And clean it with some recharge, man. <laughs> Multi purpose. <laughs> all right. The microbes will, will eat it up. So kiwi green, they do eat oil, man. Oil eating microbes. Um, not ripening, not ripening. Uh-oh. Okay, this is not not good. Hey there, DGC. Quick question: Does anyone have any tips of finishing plants off? I'm in week ten. I've been flushing two weeks. Things look good, but under the microscope, I've still got uh, no amber trichomes. All right. Huh. Yeah, they don't look completely done to me. I can't. I can't tell. Um, you know, it's, it's not a great yeah. picture, or at least I can't zoom in that well. No amber trichomes. And what? How far in did he say? Says week ten weeks. Ten. I mean, it could be an Flushing eleven or twelve week weeks. strain. I mean, I, I, I you just have to wait it out. You don't have any other. He choice. didn't mention the strain name. I mean, there are especially if it's got a haze in there. There are strains that go longer. Some strains, if you had any hiccup in your grow, sometimes it's almost like they get a pause. Yep. Um, you got to add a week if you had a problem. It looks nice in but there, though, man. Just keep going with it. You know, just invest another couple keep weeks. An eye. Go ahead. I'd just say invest another couple weeks. Yeah, keep an eye on uh, the trikes just, you know, daily or every other day. If you're 30 times scope with little LED lights, the one I like. And um, yeah, just be patient with it because you got You don't have to have some amber trikes, but it might be a little heady if you have if you have none. Are, are, so. They should definitely be white, though. They can't be clear. Clear means they're not ready yet. Yeah, no, I dig on that. Good recommendation. Milky. I prefer milky, milky. instead of white. I like my trikes milky. 
All right, thanks, Kiwi Green. Hope those get done done well for you. They will. Be patient. They have to turn a little. All right, so moving on to uh, Weird Fino. Yeah. All right. By Weird dorm is room grower. Normal. Is this guy really growing in his dorm room? If so, you're awesome. Weird is better than normal. Dormware grower. Hey, DGC. Love the dude and Scotty and all the DGC. I'm attempting my first grow. Love you too. Thanks for listening. Loving you, brother. Uh, for <laughs> sorry, just sound funny. In the, you almost did like the lower tone and shit. I'm attempting my first growth. Thanks to all the knowledge and passion everyone puts into this community, especially Scotty's turn from no spill to no till has made me realize all ecosystems are connected. And learning about growing plants teaches us about ourselves. Nice, love it, man. Deep thoughts. Picking up what I'm putting down, brother. Uh, circle of life with by the it. Lion King, please. Right, enough with the hippie stuff. Down to the business. I'm growing on a shoestring budget here, so I'm using Fox Farms Ocean Forest, enriched with some cocoa mix. I'm assuming CC's cocoa mix from Build a Soil, along with or no Clackamas Coot mix, yep. maybe yes, from Build a Soil. That makes sense. Along with some rice hulls for aeration. The plant pitcher was transplanted six days ago from a coconut husk pot size of a shot glass. Okay, very small plant here. It's definitely shown signs of increased growth, but all growth from this plant has shown weird deformities shown below, which I describe as foxtailing. It's not foxtailing, but um, I bought these seeds from a local dispensary that claims they're feminized Girl Scout cookies. I have three plants from these seeds growing out, and the other two look like normal plants, though I would say these genetics are not stable as to the other two both seem to have their own phenotype. So he's got three seeds that are supposed to be all the same. He said they're, they're all looking, looking a little though. different. So I hope this is enough info on the plants. Um, now I'm just watering and going straight. Uh, he's just watering plain water. As I said, his recharge arrives tomorrow. Good, because Scott was just going to say, I don't know what's going on. Throw some recharge at it. Call me in 48 hours. They'll look better. <laughs> um, and then uh, he's also, thanks to everyone in the DGC for getting me excited to grow. Can't wait to cultivate, pun intended, my knowledge so I can help out. So what I think, unless you, what do you think, man? I mean, could it be that, are you supposed to plant seeds directly in a coots mix? It's well, no, hold up. This is Ocean Forced amended with Coot Mix nutrients. Ocean Forced is already kind of hot. There you go. Now we're starting to make sense, I didn't sense, catch man. it for the first okay. time going through, but Soup, see that either. soup Comment saying that. And that definitely yeah, looks like it's just... That's why they have it, Light it, Warrior. That's why even the Ocean Forest has Light Warrior for like doing stuff like we see, starting seeds and all that. You, you don't want a lot of nutrition. That seed has everything it needs for what, about 10 days, two weeks, I would say, um, you know, until it gets its first set of, you know, it's, it's a couple sets of real leaves. So this thing looks like it's just been kind of it, where it needed to be left alone. It had a little too much love. And the, I'd, I'd nix the corn and barley sprout teeds. For the, I was first, everything. For, for the first little bit, yeah. It's feeding off the what's in the, well, come on, what's, you probably know what it's called. It's the endosperm, is that what it's called, inside yeah. there? It's, it's, it's the food source. It's got its own food source, and it's the feeding seed off of life. for a while. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Well, uh, yeah, I, I agree with what you're saying. I've had uh, cuts put into Ocean Forest back in the day, and they got held up for about probably 10 days. They threw a leaf that looked burnt. I think these plants are throwing a couple funky leaves because there's too much nutrient. Yep. I would just, since they, I wouldn't stress them more and try and transplant them into something lighter. Um, I would be just patient with them and just be p using plain water, pH adjusted if possible, 
to anywhere from whatever lower sixes to to mid to upper sixes i'm fine with uh having that recharge go in should help out the situation and then i'm predicting within two weeks be patient Make sure you're not overwatering them either. This is a stage in the life's plant when they're this young, just seedlings. It's super easy to overwater, especially in that mix. That ocean forest is going to hold moisture really well. Right. Um, so don't overwater. Be patient. I'll bet you within a couple of weeks at the most, you're going to start popping a real healthy set of leaves and uh, let us know. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of shit that turned Bruce Banner into the Incredible Hulk, man. You know? <laughs> All right, man. I think uh, let's put this in the bag, man. You down? Deal. You down? Sounds good, brother. Sounds good. Put it in the bag. We'll do some shout-outs before we do. I was just going to remind the crew, uh, thanks for helping out the show when you guys hear these uh, products we use and uh, things we do. Uh, mentioning I get good feedback from people that go to expos. You know, Dinesh is like, yeah, some of the crew came up. Uh, heard from Joel over at Rainbow Nutrients. He's like, actually, I forgot where they're at. Some show. And he's like, yeah, somebody from the crew came up. So that always helps us legitimize what we're trying to do with the crew and with the people we are choosing to work with here on the show. So we're never like just a show that's throw, throwing it at you, that's force feeding you some some product advert to commercials we know nothing about. Sure. So sure. I dig it. Anyway, shout outs. You Come ready? on, man. Fire up the music. Old Timer 50 and Elmer Bud. How's it going? Uncle Bob Farms and TLSF. Yeah. Shiki. Shiki <laughs> and Gar- Gargle. Gargamel. Gargamel's Cat. There okay, you go. I gotcha. Don't forget about the Smurf action. Lowliz. Lowliz and Therapet Andy. AK Hydro and Krista 670. Yeah. What's up? Come on. How about Kali Herb and Sticky Fingers? Archie Weeds. Archie Weeds. Upstate Hydro. Man, that's Archie Weedies. Uh, oh, yeah. Archie Weedies. Upstate Hydro 2.0. And don't forget about Tony T. 420. Love it. Take it easy. Catch him in Yana. Right. Take it easy, dude. Some people love to blaze up the deck. Yeah, we get happy for noon. And we're the boss man's is to take a little break. That means we're lighting up a dude. It's just weed, it's just weed I like to keep the good buzz on, on, on It's just weed, it's just weed In my toolbox there's a bone Some people start their day off with a pill It's what the doctor says to do They shake their heads at natural medicine Go ahead and try something new it's just weed, it's just weed I like to keep the good buzz on, on, on It's just weed, it's just weed I like to smoke it all day long, yeah Big man, catch you riding high Oh, we're gonna lock you in a cage No, if you wonder why he hates the dank Just look at how he's being paid Now, don't lock up me for smoking weed I ain't done nothing wrong